What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, very happy and uh, belated. Selamat Hari Raya to to everyone out there yes. who's celebrating. Selamat Hari Raya. Selamat Hari Raya. Mm. If you're listening to this, I guess anytime we're recording it on the 14th, no, 13th of May. Mm. So you'll you'll definitely listen to this. Mm. Um. A day after, at least, Hari Raya. I hope you guys had a great holiday, man. Yeah. And what is this that you're listening to? What is what? What is this? What is what? This is a podcast oh, where we talk about oh, this show. Current, yeah, where okay, we debate okay, okay. the current affairs and the latest news <laughs> topics with a touch of what, Harish? Comedy and humor, man. Yeah. Oh, I totally did not get that. When you, ask what is, when you ask what is this, this can mean so many things. It's a rhetoric it question. My, uh, I'll give you a chance to shine. No, no, no. That was a very dim light that you shone on me. Very dim light. But yeah. yes, that is the crux of this podcast. Mm. Uh, we do talk about the hottest news and we have got some hot steaming news today. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. It's a fun one for sure. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah. But, um, uh, and it, it, it was almost like we had to decide whether this was going to be the serious or the, or the goofy topic for today mm. because mm. it has serious implications but it's so fucking goofy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out to uh, one of our listeners, Henry, who messaged mm. me to 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 inf- like ask me if we're talking about this on a podcast. And the moment I, mm. I the moment I read it, I was like, "Wow, this is it, man! This is this is the podcast." I know. I know. The moment I read it, also, I'm like, "Terence is gonna have an intellectual hard on." Uh. No, it's not Conf- intellectual. Form. It's not intellectual at all. It's just a hard on. Is it? Yeah, it's just a hard on. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the kind of thing that keeps me up at night, you know. I know, man. Yeah, I know, and I can imagine the wormhole you when where you went down. Uh. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, yeah. Before that, any uh, well, what was the 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 plug that we are doing this time? Uh I mean, we have our YouTube channel, mm, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, yes. we 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 we're now uploading our full podcast on YouTube. Yeah, and um, I think we we've so far we're, we're clearing a little bit of a backlog like these few days. But uh, yeah. even just from having two videos up, you know how many subscribers we've surpassed already? 70? I mean, close to 69. Oh, 69. Yeah, uh, I just saw someone on Reddit post about 69, so I figured we are in the 70s. Uh. Correct, correct, correct. Oh, so, 69. Uh. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. In fact, um, uh, what we've realized also, maybe it gives people more incentive to actually look at like descriptions and all that. So uh, I think Sudhir himself has, has volunteered to actually append our show notes as well, right? Mm, Certain mm, links he talks about. So, yeah, so look forward to that. That that We will update the show notes as well in the coming weeks. Huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah. so on that note, um, let's dive straight into the first topic like, because mm-hmm. um, it's about a certain Mr. Harsh Dalal. Yeah, hey, just, a, just a quick one first. Huh? Just for all ah. the Chinese people out there. Like, is the... Mm. Like the name Harish and Harsh, is there like a is it like a dialect thing or or what is it la? You know like how like I, Chia like is spelled C H I A for me. Then for some people, especially for Malaysians, it's C H E A H. For example, mm, mm. so uh, is that actually, a, is that the same thing? Or? Actually, no. Uh, it, it's it's no. I'm not really sure the the history of it, but I know Harsh is a name la. Because I think I have some distant cousin or someone I met at some cousin's wedding 
whose friend is like, I don't know how many degrees of separation, but his name is Harsh. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's anything to do with like part of India, part of this. Oh. At least I don't think so. La. I don't think so. Because you know, I am the resident in-house Indian expert <laughs> yeah, la, right? yeah, exactly. on all things related to the Indian subcontinent. Exactly, everything. So, so but yeah, so it's not a spelling difference or what. It's literally like, it's a totally different name. La. That's what you're saying. It's a totally different name. Okay, right? It's a totally okay, different okay. name. So there's no kin- yeah, there's no yeah. kinship when you when you see the name or anything. I don't think so. La. I mean, the first thing is that because in the past, I think people have spelled my name without an E. Mm. Uh, so there's a little bit of a visceral like, oh, another misspell. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, la, it's, it's a different name. La, and thank God I'm a different person from this harsh Dalal guy. Mm, correct. Okay. Now that's clarified. Yeah, yeah please. What, now what, clarified. what has he done? So I think the most recent thing up to last week was that um, he was the youngest inductee to this year's um, Forbes 30 under 30 list. La. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sure everyone has heard of this Forbes 30 under 30, 20 under 20, 40 under 40 at some point in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and regardless of your perspective about it, there is a certain element of prestige that's attached to it. La. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was inducted as the youngest. He's a 19-year-old Singaporean guy mm-hmm. um, who was first profiled or who was first put in the limelight, I think sometime last year, Mm. When I came across him in a totally unrelated uh, note, and I was like, oh shit, this guy's a 19-year-old polytechnic student mm. based in Singapore who uh, is a CEO of a company with 120 pl- employees around the world that is worth US $25 million. Mm. So it has all the buzzwords. I think he had raised $9.8 million from a, from two to three VCs. And when... CNA profiled him last year in a nine-minute video. Just I think the, the series was on the red dot yeah. and they were just profiling some young people in the tech world and he was like the shining diamond of, of it all. Mm, correct, correct. Yeah, so so that was when I came across him and I remember looking at his com- company and I'm like, how have I not have heard of this company? Because mm. I, I do try to keep track of like Singapore tech companies and all that. So I was like, okay, you know, good for him. Yeah. But then what was your first, what was your first interaction or... When did you first hear of this guy? Um, I mean, to be honest, like the Forbes 30 under 30 has been a bit of a, I think it was a, for us years ago as YouTubers, we it was a bit of a sore point, right? Why? Uh? There were, at a point when we, and a lot of us were struggling as YouTubers to, to get the numbers and everything. A bunch of YouTubers suddenly popped up on the, the Singapore Forbes 30 under 30 or so, right? Hmm. Yeah, that point. No, 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 not saying that we were sore losers or what lah. We were, I guess, envious, right? Envious, uh, uh to be recognized partly, in that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it, it was a, it was like wow, you know, um, yeah These people seem to have hit the big time lah, and and achieved what they achieved. So that was always my impression of the Forbes, like thirty under thirty. You know, like, uh, I think I spoke about this before in our AMA where where they they all all. With studio or what I can't remember, but when we talked about people possibly peaking uh in their twenties, and then there's a whole other batch of people who peak like only after in their fifties or sixties or what la. So so Mm-mm-mm. so it's just it's about the process of getting there la. So you can't you can't look at yourself at, at thirty and say, Oh, I'm a failure, I'm not I'm never gonna be good at something, you know? Um Yeah. So I always thought that okay, the thirty under thirty is it highlights those people who, who have made it la, right, in that the first group. Yeah. La. Um, yeah. but in more recent years I've also come to 
realized that a lot of these uh, lists, uh, you know, 2,500, 2,500, 1,300, 1,300, 1,300, where 40 and 40, in fact. Um, a lot mm. of it are, are borderline scamish, where basically they award you a prize, uh, whatever, like entrepreneur of the year, all this kind of thing. And then after that, they ask, oh, would you like to be featured in our magazine for a five-figure sum then where you get a beautiful photo shoot and be on the cover of a magazine, for example? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, yeah, mm. like, of course, if you're willing to pay, they're willing to hire the photographer and all that, like, right? You know, yeah. and, and feature you up front. So I realized, oh, this is it's literally like you're buying that position in there. You know what I mean? Mm. And the same yeah, goes yeah. of, I, I, I don't know how it works for Forbes 30 under 30, but it seems like, there is a photo shoot and you know you 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 do you do need to they do need to take photos of you that look good that fit the general theme of the whole thing so i i can't say for sure that forbes 30 under 30 operates under that banner but i know for a fact that that that, that this is how a lot of these like you know young like entrepreneurs, that prestige yeah, and uh, all that a lot of them that's how they operate and that's how they make money and how it's a uh i mean it's a farce lah, basically but thing. you're saying that based on do you know someone who has been through that process? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, you do lah. I do. And so. I think I know and I, I know I knew you did. I just wanted to to clarify to our listeners that mm. yeah, like it's not just hearsay. It's not hearsay. You know I someone know. Yeah. yeah, who went through the process yeah. to appear on one of these. But but you you, right? you know as well, right? Like even for not for individuals but for companies. All the I mean I know shows. the company awards, the marketing awards and all that that is is not a meritocratic process at all. Like you can mm. buy your awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to clarify, when I say buy your awards, I don't mean bribery, but when I was working in the corporate world, uh, I know that we submitted ourselves for a few awards uh, for marketing and yeah, we got nominated and we won gold. Like, you know, they always have gold, silver and bronze. We won gold. But then the next question after we found out that we won gold was, okay, are we going to be attending and buying a table mm. uh, of 10 seats? Like? Yeah. And then I found out that each table is $3,500. So that's $350 a seat. And if we don't buy a table, we can't accept the award. Mm. So I'm like, what the fuck? And here I was, my naive self, thinking like <laughs> all awards are meritocratic. Like, what the fuck is going on? And I was pissed off. I explained to my boss, like, you know, yeah. this is bullshit. And then she told me like, uh, yeah, that's how it works though. <laughs> I was like, what? What? <laughs> and Harish has finally seen the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, so I mean, the reason why why we're talking about these things under the surface is because if you haven't heard it, um, it all started with a Tech in Asia article that came out, I think, three days ago that was titled um, Unraveling the... the oh, shit. Uh, my tabs, my tabs. Tabs, the tabs. <laughs> it was called um, Unraveling Something About the story of this guy. La. And yeah. they went down um, uh, a rabbit hole, uh, scrutinizing the remarkable tale uh, of this teenage Forbes 30 under 30 inductee, mm. where they listed down all the inconsistencies and issues they've had, either communicating with Harsh Dalau or getting some some sort of info to make his, his case more credible. La. And mm. the most recent thing, I think, yesterday was that Forbes themselves are updating the list mm. to remove him. Mm. After, you know, after doing a bit more uh, digging, a little bit more uh, digging around that, right? On yeah, literally to quote the to quote the post by Justin 
Doe Bell, who is the editor and executive director of content of Forbes Asia, mm. his removal, i.e. a harsh dalal, his removal comes after a careful consideration of the findings of a comprehensive review of the information that was used to quali- qualify him for the list, Mm-mm. as well as new information that has come to light in recent days. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all over Reddit, it's all over like the internets, but why? what about it in particular that you want to talk about, huh? No, I mean... Um, Why did it trigger you so much? It it triggered me because... Uh, I mean, we're, we're just getting off a week. We're just finishing a week where the you know everyone has taken umbrage at, at SPH's plans and, and there's been big discussions about editorial, journalistic integrity and uh, how, how much effort our journalists put in and, and what they do and how they try to po- pursue the truth and portray the truth and... You know, big debates about all these big issues. And then this thing comes along. Uh. And even before the Forbes article, there are there's that CNA and eight-minute video about this kid. It means it was easily they at least followed him around for one full day, like, right? Interviewed him. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. an eight-minute thing about him. There's a 15-minute podcast interview on Money FM, which is a, is a media co- eh? is it a media cop channel or what? Uh? Or, I think so. Or is it SPH, Money FM? Oh, Oh, you can't. You no, can't I, think, I, I think it's MediaCorp. But either way, there's a 15 minute podcast on him where, again, these presenters slash journalists slash whatever are, pers- are talking to him face to face. Yeah. But nobody even thought to just open up a website and just check, do a basic check on his credentials. Now, you asked me Team Labs, his company that he claims is worth 25 million. Team Labs, you know what is Team Labs famous for or not? Um, the Japanese company, right? Exactly. Team Labs is not yeah. is the yeah. name of the Japanese company that creates all yeah. those light shows at MBS and all that everyone loves to take Instagram photos at. And, and in yeah. Japan or and a lot of parts around the world, they're huge. Uh, you, you've, if you've been to MBS, you know, outside the food court, there's this giant chandelier that has like whales, that shows whales and everything in the lights, right? Um, mm-hmm. That is designed by the company called Team Lab. Uh. So mm. it's not the even the name Team Labs itself is uh is one of those things that probably we have all heard of but we don't particularly remember because that that's not the name of the exhibition itself or what lah. So so nobody thought to even just nobody within CNA or, or MediaCorp or what thought to do uh even just a basic sanity sanity check on this guy and see whether what he's saying is 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 real lah. like. Is there are there really people using his software? Is it really mm. a comp- like like if you listen to the podcast that he did Money FM, he talks about oh you know my biggest competitors are Adobe and Slack, and uh, yeah they cost five hundred dollars a hit. My company we do it three dollars a hit, you know, for the software. Mm. So I'm like, wow, these are ludicrous claims that 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 honestly should be shaking the foundation of 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 business around the world, right? So why is it that mm. nobody has ever heard of it, and why would it be why would it need uh, you know, why why is it that everyone only use as MediaCorp or ever got the exclusive scoop on this guy, lah, right? Mm-hmm. And, and now it's such a joke because like even any layperson just open up your web browser and just look, you know, Google his the first investor that he talks about, Grand Canyon Capital, based out of New York, mm. uh, the, a, a, a New York venture capital firm that for some reason names itself after the Grand Canyon, which is all the way on the other side of the US, lah. Uh, but mm. but there's a there's a small there's a small thing, 
But it's, mm. I mean, the website is bullshit. La. There's so many like broken links. It doesn't list anything of substance. It just claims to have money and, and invested in companies and believes in founders and shit like that. So it's like, that you, that even this basic sanity check wasn't even there and then they decided to embark on like making a video about this guy and, and essentially promoting his, um, his falsehoods, uh, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking fake news. It's just fake news all the way. And if anything should be Poffman, that should have been Poffman. Uh. So, so I'm just like appalled at the level of like editorial oversight that has gone into this whole thing. They allowed someone like the 19 year old kid to, to honestly just run this social experiment on every on the whole of Singapore society, like and show that what a farce the whole media industry is sometimes. Uh. Maybe that's what that's what he's doing. Uh. It's been a super elaborate social experiment to launch his YouTube channel. Yeah, maybe it's like I don't know. Maybe he's partnering with Dikosh or something. This is the yeah. next big social experiment. This is the cautious comeback. Uh. This is the cautious <laughs> comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, you know, the mainstream media took Dikosh down. So mm. now he's going to fuck them up. If that's yeah. the case, right, that would be fucking amazing. It would be uh. amazing. Uh. Then, then the heads off to Dikosh. Fucking uh. amazing. Yeah, heads off to Dikosh, man. Scully Fox yeah, was the one that broke that broke Dikosh's story. Uh, and then yeah, that's right. Maybe yeah. revenge on them. Yeah, so, oh, that would be fucking crazy. But I mean, I think like generally, yeah, I, I do... I do sometimes like give people the benefit of the doubt or like say, you know, that things happen. And, and I mean, the VC, the tech world, there's a lot of shit that happens behind closed doors. Uh. Mm. But this one is really like fucking irrefutable. Uh. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so ridiculous because I do recall, okay, last year when I came across the Team Labs thing, the first thing I do uh, or the first few things I do when I when I find a company that I was like, hey, shit, this is cool, is go on Crunchbase, mm. go on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And uh, because that's where you get a feel of, okay, how many employees are there or like what sort of funding they've raised. And of course, mm. the information sometimes can be selective. But LinkedIn is uh, it's sometimes a good bar- barometer of, of a company of its size because I know you see a company the, the website is fucking dope and all but there's one employee at the company mm. like, then you know okay it's self-employed or something like that so, so this is actually labs, this is your uh, this is the kind of research you're doing also from your experience uh, being an incubator and all that lah, right yeah yeah in, yeah, in the yeah, tech yeah. incubator so yeah, this is so not, was, this not was, like this is not just you stabbing the duck and all that this is like you yeah, when you yeah, were no, doing research yeah. on companies lah, right yeah for two three months I was immersed like I couldn't I could never imagine into the tech and and VC uh, space like, and I was literally on Crunchbase like every day on LinkedIn on on reading tech in Asia and all that. And when this company came up, um, I thought, hey, fuck, that's that's kind of cool. And right now, any at that point in time, maybe now the benchmark is higher, but any Singaporean tech company that goes somewhat international, chances are you might hear of it lah. But I guess. Uh, I think you mentioned just now, or I can't remember who mentioned, is that this company does B two B It's not a mm. it's not a consumer facing company. So mm. on that note, I think it's forgivable that okay la, You know, like if it's consumer facing, if it's working with businesses, not everyone might know of it mm. Um, but but yeah, it just felt like huh. Okay, this company is like um never heard of it. But I must say that when I saw the CNA documentary, right, I thought okay la, You know, this should be legit la. Oh, because really? it's CNA, bro. Uh, okay, like, okay. like it just felt like at least there was a face to the name, and yeah, there was there was footage of him with his employees and all. So yeah, so so I I gave it a a bit. I felt it had a bit more credibility. Mm. it still boggled my mind that hey, like I've never heard of this company before outside of the CNA report. Mm. That, that's kind of weird because any the company raised nine point five 
9.8 million in funding, which is yeah. a fucking huge amount for a Singapore company, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, it's only in recent times with all the fintech companies that companies are raising more than 10 million, more than 15 million, but accumulatively, 9.5 million is a fuck ton for a Singapore company. Yeah. So now, looking back, like, I mean, if, if there was a person who wanted to come up with a scam company or a fake company, in some way, it's quite a smart thing, la, the name, mm. the, the getting the CNA credibility and all that. Yeah. But, but I guess like this guy, okay, he's definitely a Singaporean mm. guy, right? Mm. Actually, he he's, PR. he's PR. Oh, he's a PR. Yeah. yeah, he came to Singapore. That's what I saw 14. on a Hardware Zone saying that, oh, you know, he's the son of Sisa, you know. Mm. What is this Sisa thing? Uh? It's Sika. Sika, yeah. What is this Sika uh, thing? Uh? I mean, it's just a very, uh, uh, on Hardware Zone especially, like, it's used to describe uh, the Comprehensive Indian. Economic Cooperation Agreement between Singapore and India, like, yeah. right? Is it? So it's, it's, it's used loosely to describe Indian nationals working in Singapore, uh, but 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 in a bad way, la, In a bad way. Yeah, it's derogatory, la, Derogatory. Yeah, yeah. I right. see. But so so I mean, like, uh, and and the thing about these inconsistencies is not just us being speculative. Like, I think mm. Tech in Asia did a very good job mm. just going down. And listing everything that they found that was sort of a red flag, uh, down to images on their website mm. being images that you can also find on Adobe's website and yeah. stock footage libraries, la. Yeah, and just adding the company right. logo on the wall and stuff like that, uh. right? Yeah, and I mean even then, like even for our folklore website, I did use stock images, you know, but mm. it. So that's where also like okay, like it's a stock image you want to show people together working together. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But this one was almost like. It's it's fucking ridiculous because even the names of their, his CTO or something who apparently studied at MIT, Tech in Asia tried to verify with MIT and this third-party US student mm. archives and they couldn't find anything. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, I, I even listened to the Money FM podcast, right, uh, that they did. Mm. So they, mm. the, the one question that really made me like, huh, like y'all didn't think there's something weird, like was that he, they asked him, what are you going to do and when you go to NS, because he hasn't even gone to NS yet. Then he oh. say, oh, he's going to try to juggle his BMT while running the company and all that. Then I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who, who in their right mind would think that that is plausible? Uh? Can you imagine doing your BMT while you're trying to, to have client calls and all that kind of shit, man? It's just, mm. it's just not possible. Uh? And I think you're, not even, you're also not allowed by law to be like doing stuff outside of camp. While you're in while you're in the NS and all, so so it's um, I it was just like it jumped out to me as like this is obviously not a thought through answer like This is an answer just to 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 you know for for people who don't dare to ask further. Uh, mm. Yeah, this is the kind of answer that you just dismiss them with. Uh. So what mm. it was like just a complete farce line. I mean, if you if it's quite interesting if you go and look up. That poc- the the Money FM podcast because you listen to it and you realize a lot of the answers that he gives for various things are just so generic and and so canned answers. Like they ask mm. him, oh, well, when the economic downturn, what happens? And he said, well, you know, we do yeah, we do enterprise, we do work products. So as long as people need to work, we will have a market. You know, things like that lah. That that are so like it's like oh yeah, you know, if I sell if I sell canned air, everyone needs to breathe right. So if we need a brief, mm. yeah, of course we will we'll be able to continue selling canned air. La. So the the fact that nobody picked up all this and asked deeper questions really just like yeah, I'm just like amazed uh, that 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 
that this guy got through it. But but here's my question. Uh, because we a lot I see people on online saying, hey, this is like Elizabeth Holmes of Singapore. You know, the, the Theranos. Elizabeth Holmes is Theranos, yeah, Theranos. Theranos, which was the big uh startup that also raised billions that raised billions in funding from very legit sources, uh and VCs and all that. And uh but but and essentially they were coming up with um something that allowed you to do blood tests on very minute amounts of blood. Uh, so it 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 was meant to take away the fear of blood tests, uh, right? Of big needles and all mm. this. So she was actually b- trying to build something. Uh, and uh whatever you want to say, there was an office, there was a you know, there was investors, there were investor meetings, there's a CEO who is a very was a very public face for the company and all these things. And uh yeah, it's just that they were not able to to actually fulfill what they set out to do, lah, right? Mm. So this, but this guy here, I mean, it's a different case because he's not even creating, he's not even creating a real product or anything. He he was spending time probably, you know, uh, from what I, I gather, it seems like he created the venture capital, the venture capital website and stuff like that. And just, was just creating story around himself, lah. And then, uh, what do you think the end goal was for this guy? Because it's very different. I feel it's very different from like the Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos thing, where she's she still try she was still trying like all the way to the end to try and make something work. Uh. But I mean, you mean this guy? Okay, so so the reality of startups uh, that raise external funding, there there are so many instances where a company raises money first before they even have a product, mm-hmm. right? The the investors would invest in the people who are starting the company, mm. um, in the idea, in the vision, and depending on how tech heavy the company is, it mm. can be years before they even start getting any cash flow at all, mm. right? So that is the reality of of VC funding, of of external capital, of fundraising, mm. Um. So in this case, it, I mean, if you take if you go down the other uh, angle and just play devil's advocate, mm. uh, on their website, they, they do say they have a few products and it might just be that, okay, um, right now they have these products that the next round, it's all in beta beta phase. It's a closed beta and they have raised a shit ton of money to make sure that that happens. Like, I mean, even Clubhouse recently, they announced that they're now on Android, mm. but it's not available to all. It's a closed beta. You need mm. to be invite only. Correct, correct. So tech companies do do that, mm. right? Um and tech companies sometimes take a fuck ton of time to to get uh positive cash flow mm. The other thing about tech, the tech world that I found quite counterintuitive, but I had no idea is um whenever you hear companies raise raise funds, you got your seed funding, which is the first first round, mm. then your Series A, Series B, Series C, Series D, and normally it is in line with the growth of the company like That's why you hear companies like they raise a $125 million Series D funding. But the thing that I never knew about this whole process until I was immersed in it is if a company comes in and invests uh, in a company like seed funding, let's say the company is valued at a million dollars and they invest 100000 they get 10%, right? Mm. When they raise a Series A at, let's say, a $10 million evaluation and they raise $2 million, right? Mm. The first company still owns ten percent, mm. but their hundred thousand now becomes a million mm, mm. And if they decide to cash out, mm. they would have made money. Mm. But the company might still be a fuck all company. Mm-hmm. And that blew my mind because it's almost like the dangerous uh, side of of 
uh, VC funding where VCs get in and their whole prerogative is to raise the next round of money so that they can cash out. Correct. Mm, mm, and you see that happen and, and in some so way, who it's knows? A, it's a parallel to a Ponzi scheme as well. Uh, where the people who come in first get get the biggest yeah. lion share, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, in some way. And I and I never knew there was a fucking dynamic. Because I always used to wonder, okay, VCs, they, they invest in so many companies and if one company becomes a unicorn, there's a huge uh, windfall. Uh, but at the rate of companies starting and failing, I think the statistic is like about one in two companies, if not more, fail. How is it VCs can be so profitable? Mm. But a VC, let's say we, we work, right? There were probably a lot of VCs that uh, made a lot of money by getting in early with WeWork and mm. getting out early as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. So in this case, it could be the case where he raised 9.8 million in the hopes of building this one thing. It's just the little, little cracks that makes it very, very um, impossible. So so going back to your question about what was his endgame, I don't know, man. Right now, it just feels like he was trying to fuck the system up and do something and like, mm. I don't know. No, yeah, so like that's, basically, that's, that's my question. Beat the system. La. Almost like, like, if he had the first round of raising of like a couple hundred thousand dollars, right? Uh, yeah. Or that, like, if that was the headline, a few hundred thousand dollars, then I would understand, like, oh, okay, he's trying to get to a Series A or whatever, like, you know? But mm-hmm. but the, the moment his story came out, the moment he started to get any kind of news around him, already, he's already at Series A and all that. Like, there would be no way that, actually, it's hard to say, like, but it is possible that he could be trying to raise another round from another round of investors or something, right? Yeah, to, 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 yeah, to, to, yeah. To profit off that, that I mean, to, to help the people who put in that first round of money. But but it's just, yeah, it's exactly. just so, yeah, it just seemed a bit too, maybe he bit off more than he could chew. He thought that, yeah, he thought yeah. that he could, he could jump from a 10 million USD Series A thing and then he suddenly got so much publicity that a lot of people started looking into the books a little bit, right? I mean, maybe even if it was his plan, like, right? like let's say he does all this fundraising and before he goes to army, it's yeah. almost like a nice exit for him, right? It can be a good story where I want to continue, but I'm, I can't by Singapore law carry mm. on in my role as CEO. Mm. Let me step down. Let me cash out my shares mm. and fuck off. And people just deal with whatever comes after that. Like, because, mm. I mean, we ourselves have experienced some corporate bullshit over this past year with mm. yeah, like, the liquidations and all that. And, there are ways where people can get away scot-free from doing fucked up things. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's why this guy, okay, to his credit, if he's really 19 and he masterminded all this, right? Like, <laughs> that was that's fucking brilliant. Fucking genius, dude. <laughs> My next question was like, would you hire this guy as your marketing dude if you if you had a chance to? Uh, because, I mean, he mentioned market. He mentioned get on a fucking yeah. Forbes 30 under 30 Forbes on 30 this under bullshit. 30. <laughs> When he's 19, his, his CNA video is viewed 900,000 times. Yeah. And in some way, as much as there'll be a bunch of people, including us who are shitting on him, criticizing him, yeah. it almost feels like he's really built a name for himself as someone who is willing to fuck the system, say yeah. a F you to the man and challenge status quo. Right? Yeah. Imagine if he started a YouTube channel tomorrow explaining, yeah, dude. explaining everything. <laughs> if like, he documented the whole process, yeah. right? It's kind of like, it's it's kind of poking holes in all sorts of systems. Let's say if he did manage yeah. to raise some money, yeah. if he did manage to con CNA into doing a story of him and generating all this press, it really shines a fucking light on how fucked up this this reporting is and it makes yeah. you question everything you see in media, right? Yeah. So remember the remember that time I, sh- I, 
I was like crazy about this uh, fake Ryan Gosling prank that this yeah, German yeah, yeah. That this German TV thing. Basically, they wanted uh, a German comedy duo wanted to take the Mickey out of all these like awards shows like uh, those glitzy awards shows that happen in all these like small cities across Germany. And um, yeah, so they they said okay, we'll pretend to be Ryan Gosling, saying that we're we're dropping by to film something and. We're willing to come to your award show to present an award, lah. Would you be willing to mm. give us an award as well? Give Ryan Gosling an award, and uh, yeah, lah. They managed an to, award that never existed, right? Never existed that before, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they managed to pull it off, man. Uh, like the, the videos on YouTube is fantastic. Uh, it's like riveting to watch, huh? So yeah, they they actually documented the whole the whole shebang, the whole scheme, and the whole pl- uh, plan to to fuck up the system and all that, lah. And it was a fantastic watch. I'm just waiting for Hush. To come out and say, actually, I'm a YouTuber. I'm doing this as a prank. Wow, but this is this will be a fucking brilliant prank. Uh, just to take the Mickey out brilliant. of mainstream media, man. Fucking brilliant. And like he starts a six episode podcast, you know, just sharing all the conversations yeah. he had with the CNA producers. And yeah. like, oh my God, Cause, that cause, would be fucking mind blowing. Yeah, because you see, uh, I was just talking about Elizabeth Holmes also. Because although Elizabeth Holmes was trying to do something, right? Ultimately, uh, there was harm, la. people were harmed by her lies, la. right? Because people mm. uh, paid money and got wrong diagnosis and, and you know, and then they had to pay more money to get to get treated or to for more for another round diagnosis diagnosis and all that. So there were people who were really physically and financially harmed by her actions, you see. Uh, don't mm. don't say the investors, la. of course the investors also got harmed, but that one is a risk that an, an investor takes, right? But mm. this one, like, who who gets harmed by Hash Dalal's, by Hash Dalal's thing? Let's say that if it turns out it's really all a scam, who is who is harmed here? I guess the other 29 t- people under <laughs> Forbes 30, under 30, yeah? The whole history of Forbes 30, <laughs> under 30. Everyone who has ever it's been like, a Forbes 30, under 30, god damn it. It's just, yeah, it's just like, fuck you all, okay? You all may have been doing shit, but you got to list. It loses a bit of the sheen, like, you know? And that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Like, like the that people's it eyes is. are open to how that this is nonsense. So, in some ways, Hash Dalal has brought a light to everyone's eyes, huh? He's like Banksy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <man. laughs> I mean, if it really turns out as him just saying, "Okay, the system is broken," because if you think about it, right? I mean, even years ago when Siashre like had that whole thing with Gush Cloud, mm. she posed mm. as another company for like a correct. year, right? Yeah, correct, correct. Right? Correct. And and I mean, okay, this one also when we speak about media and all, we have our own experience of being on radio interviews, being on TV interviews, yeah. uh, being on like uh, Talking Point and CNA interviews. And honestly, yeah, if on it, uh, we said some stuff about, yeah, you know, we are working on a movie with Steven Spielberg. Um, you know, it's hush-hush. We yeah. can't really talk about it, but you know, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you say something like that, how are people going to verify? And in some way, it makes, it, it heightens the the value that that radio station or media, the perceived value that they are bringing to the audience. Because mm-hmm. you think about it, CNA did this, did this thing on this 19-year-old founder who had no other mainstream media uh, discoveries. And there's whole, you know, like, oh, a Singaporean polytechnic student is the CEO of a company worth 25 million. How amazing is that? And people want to lap up that shit. Mm. In fact, the story was even less polarizing than another person who appeared on CNA that we also spoke about on a previous podcast. Do you remember Remus, the 16-year-old sneakerhead? Ah uh, yes, correct, correct. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so he also was po- po- profiled on that same CNA documentary, and that one, yeah, like essentially he's like a, 
he's like a scalper lah with bots, right? Yeah, correct. He's um, a scalper. But if but it felt like CNN was saying, okay, this guy's scalping. Uh, he's doing. It, he's making money. So be it. Uh, yeah. Which almost feels less insidious than this harsh thing, lah. Mm, mm. You know, maybe maybe Harsh's name isn't even Harsh. Yeah, maybe it's maybe Harish or it's Harish. Like, I mean, a bit further removed, lah. Like since uh, Sivraj or something like that. Yeah. And then he comes out saying, "You know what? I changed my name to Harsh because you know what? This is the harsh truth of how <laughs> fucked up the system is." <laughs> Boom! Drop the mic yeah. and fuck off, man. Uh, but this would be yeah this would be I mean I, I'm quite I don't watch a lot of local YouTube anymore as I've mentioned before but if someone yeah. in Singapore did this I'd be like wow I clap I, I won't even pay pay like uh, like a few dollars to understand the whole uh, shebang of what happened because he, technically he didn't do anything illegal yeah exactly right? he, didn't, he didn't that is fucking insane mm. he didn't do anything illegal like like Theranos she did do illegal shit. Like yeah, she, people were harmed. People were harmed by her actions. Because I, I think if you read the, the Bad Blood book, at first you think about it, like the 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 defense of all these kind of fraudsters is that I, I really believed, sincerely believed in our product and that we would make it work somehow, right? Um, mm. But then you got to look at, there is a, such a thing called negligence and oversight and all that when you're talking about, uh, you know, a company and a board and board of directors and all these things, uh. So you cannot mm. you cannot just use the defense that I didn't know better I didn't know better as a defense uh, you can be charged for negligence and 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 your lack of oversight of of how money is flowing in your company and things like that law. like for example mm. the the I mean the the what the recent case of the what cupcakes uh, twelve cupcakes right they mm. they they claim that they didn't uh I mean Jamie Ong and Daniel uh what's his name uh, Daniel Ong. Daniel Ong claimed that oh, Jamie, Daniel yeah they claimed that they uh-huh. didn't know that the operations were were handled as such la. but because they are directors of the company they 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 have to take responsibility for it la. so mm-hmm. so there definitely was something illegal about what her behavior la, what she was doing yeah so so yeah so in some way that is clear cut lah whereas this guy. If he didn't raise any money, yeah. if the Grand Canyon Capital is a website he built, which is a fucking simple website, yeah. when you click on their LinkedIn, there's one employee on LinkedIn. Yeah. He literally could have done this from his bedroom. Mm. Um, and if you think about it, if he came to Singapore, uh, if he's not a born Singaporean, he came here when he was really like, I don't know, like not, not born here means he didn't have people who grew up with him. It is like the perfect recipe for doing something where People don't need to know about your past history. Like, like if yeah. either of us try to scam something, right? There are yeah. people like in our kindergarten or primary school who be like, hey, fuck <laughs> you, la, okay? You just don't be this shithead, like talk cock and all this shit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. for him, yeah, it's... So, I mean, like, it just feels like hopefully it doesn't just end here. Hopefully mm. something comes out of it because it's fucking mind-blowing, man. It's a prank, bro. It's just a prank. Oh. It's a prank, bro. That'd be crazy. Oh, wow, yeah. But uh, yeah, la, I mean, the but it seems like he's doubling down. Uh, mm. he 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 seems to be backtracking from his statements, according to the latest uh, news yeah. and everything. He he seems to be saying that oh, actually, yeah, I'm just more focused on the product, and it's the investor who is running the, actually running the show and calling the shot. So so, to my disappointment, to our disappointment, he seems to be. Uh, essentially, just fading into the into anonymity, lah. Just saying that. And he, I mean, you, and he used the universal excuse that everyone uses nowadays. Uh, he said mental health, mental health, law. Yeah. He said the scrutiny yeah. has been very bad for his mental health and for his employees' mental health. 
and that's why they are not taking any interviews. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, this guy's a genius. Yeah. Mental health. <laughs> He's a genius. Mental health. <laughs> mental health is the new dog ate my homework. Uh. You, yeah, any exactly. problem? You just hey. say mental health. Uh. Okay, you say that. Uh. someone takes out our contacts. Uh. No, no, just no, no, no. Terence Cha says mental health is the new my dog ate <laughs> homework. Why you are cancelled? No, mental health is a serious issue. That's why I don't like it that people just ah, anyhow use it nice as an excuse. Says. That's why. Nice. Says. So I'm you must offended. hope that the person. I study psychology. Yeah, I, study, I study abnormal psychology. <laughs> yeah. This, I, this is, you, is close to my heart. Okay. <laughs> Nonsense. Nonsense. But good save. Good save. Yeah. But yeah, like this this whole story is, I mean, the Tech in Asia article, I think it's behind a paywall. Yeah. But if you Google it, I think. Uh, no, 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 no. I think people it. should pay for it. If it's if it's good journalism, it should be paid for. Lah. Not like, not like yeah. some other, not like some other piece of trash that we know about. It's fucking insane, man. It is insane. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a very interesting story. Yeah. yeah, it's super interesting. And this guy is either a a, a, a genius villain or yeah. there's something more to that. But, but yeah, so I, actually that's my question. So if you were his his teacher or older brother or, or even his parent or whatever, like what would you tell him next? To do next? La? I don't know, because if, if I was a parent, then I'll be like, ah, oh, fuck. My son's a genius, but his values a bit like, huh, mm. a bit like, a bit off la. Mm. If I was like a company and I don't know, some some company that's trying to disrupt some big industry, like, I don't know, some crypto startup where you need people willing to just fucking do something insane and make people look, who knows, man. Mm. Um, of course, <laughs> you need to put a lot of parameters in place like with his employment and all that and yeah. his access to stuff. You probably want to limit that also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just feels like this guy's an interesting guy. Uh, the thing is, he hasn't done anything illegal or not that I know of. So, mm. which makes it even more interesting is like if Elizabeth Holmes or that WeWork guy started off wanting to scam, ultimately, even okay, the WeWork guy also is quite a genius like the way he structured mm. it, right? Mm-hmm. But Elizabeth Holmes, she got in trouble and she went to jail, right? Mm, I think she is in the midst of a case, mm. uh, appeals or something like that. Uh. Yeah, yeah. but you get scammers out there who ultimately get their comeuppance uh, because they are doing something that is illegal. This mm. harsh dalal. Um, <laughs> I, don't done, I don't think he's done anything illegal other yeah. than tell Sully, lies. Uh. Suddenly in six months, he releases these three new products, these four products that really changed the world. Uh. Then I'd be like, guys, fuck you all. Uh. Yeah, I was in my beta <laughs> testing phase, doing QS quality control every day and all these stupid articles coming out. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that shit. You're wasting my and time. And he becomes a, yeah, he becomes a billionaire. He's like Zuckerberg, yeah, like, Zuckerberg of Singapore and everything. Yeah. yeah, he's a Zuckerberg. And then he becomes so powerful that even when the government wants to pofma him, the government realizes that the software they use to issue Pofmas is powered by his company. And he'd be like, guys, you sure? You sure? That would be a circle of life, man. Yeah. But but if that's not the case, if it was all a fib, I think we have, on a this fib, podcast, yeah. we've managed to explore a, a potential out for him as a YouTuber, right? I'll yeah, say, yeah, son, exactly, YouTuber. Go, go on YouTube and apologize and say, or, or just say that this was a prank that maybe went too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like put the whole story behind a paywall or subscription service and then get people to pay. Yeah, yeah. Because this is, this. I mean, if it really is something he did to poke holes in the VC uh, capital fundraising world, it would be popular not just in Singapore. Like, it would be mm. popular around the fucking world, man. Yeah, yeah. This would, this would be great. Would like, be even insane. movie material. 
movie material, man. Movie material. Yeah. I mean, there was that Vice Vice guy who made videos for Vice in the UK who also had a string of viral hits where like, he got the, the number one rated restaurant on TripAdvisor by not even having a physical restaurant. Mm. It was a big social experiment that he, he snuck into some other event um, and then when he got so popular and he was invited to all his interviews on TV, he sent lookalikes. Yeah. So, so the whole social the social experiment stuff to this level, of course, the pioneer is Al, uh, Ali G and, and Borat and all mm, that, mm, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. But now this new wave is fucking interesting, man. Yeah, it's interesting. It uh, is interesting. Yeah. But uh, speaking of interesting, like uh, I think the the crypto world, any, I mean, we, we've been talking about crypto so but the crypto world mm. also has been rocked by some news recently. What is that news? It is the news that uh, the announcement by Elon Musk, who I would say has turned into quite a crypto advocate, mm. but he recently announced that Tesla, one of his one of his companies, is no longer going to be accepting crypto payments for the car. Mm. Um, and this was and after. And this was after they announced he, that they had actually bought like 1.5 billion of Bitcoin, right? In in March or something. Oh yeah, like yeah. The 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 1.5 billion was yeah not 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 super long ago. Mm. It was I think a few few months ago. Mm. Um, and that they would also accept crypto payments. Mm. So that caused uh Bitcoin to surge la. Mm. Um, and and Elon Musk right now is scary because he's almost like a sing again single handedly influenced. Uh, crypto markets like he's almost like you know the chairman of the Fed uh, when like with Ben Bernanke last time Alan Greenspan they come out they make an announcement and currencies can tumble or surge like yeah. Elon Musk is at that level now because after he announced I think two days ago or a day ago that Tesla's not accepting uh, crypto Bitcoin tumble by 15% man. holy shit wow 15 fucking percent and on January 29th when he added bit the hashtag Bitcoin to his Twitter bio yeah. Bitcoin search fourteen percent. Oh shit! What the fuck? He's 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 until like that. No, that, that that is crazy. And he also caused Dogecoin to to surge. Is it Dogecoin? Um, I thought it's Doggy Coin or Dog Coin. No, it's Dodge. What? I thought Dodge is the meme. That's is how it? you pronounce Dodge. But there's the dog on it, right? Yeah, lah, But you never heard the Dodge, D O G E. Well, heard, don't I say this dog. in front of your nephews and nieces. I heard please. Dog or Doggy, Doggy. I don't think so la. <laughs> I well, don't I do, think so. Two uncles trying to figure out what, how how people No, okay. So according to the Wall Street Journal, it's mm. pronounced as D-O-H-J coin. So it is Dodge. That's um, Doge. Doge. Uh, Doge yeah, coin. coin. So, okay, okay. Doge coin. so I mean some, but some also prefer to use the first label like dog or doggy. Fuck this la. Stupid <laughs> contradictory shit. I mean, basically, it shows that it's not it's not like as very well established or anything. It's a it's a joke currency, okay, that right? But I mean, if you invested like a thousand dollars back in December or something, yeah. it would be worth like a hundred thousand right now, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth. Yeah. So, so I mean, it was just interesting because like when Elon Musk appears on SNL and he mentions that Dogecoin is a hustle, mm. boom, Dogecoin tumble. Mm. When he says. Tesla is accepting Bitcoin, boom, it surges. Mm. When he says Tesla is not accepting Bitcoin, boom, it tumbles. It's yeah. fucking scary, man. Yeah, I mean that's what you get for being the the world world's richest man with a yeah with a Twitter account. 
I mean, he's not the world's yeah. richest man, like, but he's one of the richest, like, right? One of, like, one yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, since 2017, he's been kind of talking about crypto every once in a while, but now he's, he's a... Uh, I think he as early as 2019, he used to like speak highly of Bitcoin mm. and how the structure is brilliant mm. and that crypto is the future. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then it's the stuff he does with his company that really causes the the monumental seismic shifts. Yeah. But actually, the, the reason why Tesla stopped accepting Bitcoin is quite interesting also, right? Uh, and if uh, it's primarily because of uh, environmental concerns. Because Bitcoin requires a lot of computing power in order to mine, right? So mm, that mm, computing mm. power essentially is, uh, yeah, you need electricity, right? And electricity, uh, when you plug into the wall, is off the grid. And from the grid is usually fossil fuels and everything. Lah. So um, uh, it goes against the ethos of what Tesla is about, right? Like, I mean, Tesla is about clean energy and, and you know, not, not using fossil fuels as much. Uh, so that's why yeah. I think I think they they also had pressure from investors as well, uh, Tesla investors. But but I mean, it just feels like a like it feels like this is one of those things that under the surface feels like there's more uh, because they in February Tesla announced that it had bought one point five billion dollars worth of Bitcoin and would mm. soon accept it as payment for cars. Mm. And you would think like. I mean, Tesla is a huge company, but if they really did buy 1.5 billion of Bitcoin, and I assume if they're saying that publicly, given it's Bitcoin built on the blockchain, mm. it's very easy to verify. Like, mm. So I assume that was true. It's not a small amount. And for any expenditure of that size for a company, I would assume there's some due diligence about Bitcoin. Like, and Bitcoin mining is not this little known facet of Bitcoin. It is the crux of why Bitcoin is so stable like, because there's a lot of computing power that goes into the mining process which is not something that everyone can do which mm. builds the the infrastructure and ecosystem of Bitcoin. Like. So for it for them to reverse so quickly it's not like Elon Musk didn't know about mining and mm. he knows more about Mars than a lot of people do know about Earth and he, him not knowing this feels a little like hmm but, but he's also cares. Been, I mean he's also been known to to I mean do a lot of things on Twitter that he later backtracks from one I mean, for example, the delivery dates for all his cars are always, it's always, uh, he always, you know, says, oh, you'll come by this time and it almost never ever, it almost never ever arrives by that time. Uh. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, so that he, he's known to be quite, uh, basically like, you know how Trump was on Twitter, like, he'd just be, he'd just tweet something out and then everyone would be taking it very seriously and, and analyzing it. But actually, maybe it was just an off comment or something like that, no? So, or so, maybe so. he's also having fun with the the masses, like. I mean, imagine be, being be. being yeah. able to single handedly fuck around a, a crypto, like. I, mm. I know even with his own company, he has tweeted before, like you know, you know, Tesla stock is over overpriced, yeah. and then boom, Tesla stock tumbles. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then when he tweeted something on four twenty or something, or he was, there was a clip of him smoking a joint on the Joe Rogan Experience. Boom, Tesla and his company stock all tumble. Yeah. He's like he's playing with the market, lah. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing. I mean, because he. He is that powerful and that rich. Uh, honestly, he doesn't. He also doesn't give a shit about a lot of the rules as well, And uh, but that's where yeah, That's where his role as the CEO, or, you know, of a public company and all that also is is uh, under a lot of scrutiny, Whether he yeah. he breaks any laws by tweeting about things like that and all that. 
Yeah, because if you think about it, if him saying that Tesla is not accepting Bitcoin causes it to tumble 15%, which means Tesla can now buy Bitcoin at 15% cheaper than what they would have bought it last week. Yeah, and then they can change their mind. They can change their minds later and say, oh yeah, now we're accepting Bitcoin again, right? Then surge again, right? And it goes back to value. So it's almost like he's he's giving himself a discount. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of market manipulation. In that sense, it is liable for for punitive measures, right? But that's where that's where cryptocurrencies are not regulated, lor. So, ah. so it's quite smart, right? Like it doesn't have to. It's not subject to any laws or anything like that. What cryptocurrencies? Why don't we we try and like you know plug find all these loopholes? Uh, <laughs> you know, when taking MRT, maybe like just just do something that that is not unethical or doesn't hurt people, but it's just a loophole. You need a prank, huh? Just play a prank like hush down yeah, like, we just record everything like. then when we get caught we're like guys it's a social it's experiment it's a prank yeah, yeah exactly. this is like it's just a prank prank to the nth level yeah 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 but uh, yeah I mean it's quite f- I mean just the context of Elon Musk appearing on SNL you know doing a monologue and everything you know it's, it's kind of like wow how, how do you take it seriously now right he's also a comedian at this point is so it's like anything I mean, he tweets I guess or that's what, also changes the, changes the market. That's where he's also smart enough to know that, okay, by appearing on SNL, he's going to get another burst of mainstream media coverage. Yeah. So why not couple that with something? So, I mean, of course, this is all speculative, but I think I think the main thing that, that I always encourage people to do is that whatever you see on the surface, on the media, if it seems accidental or serendipitous, there's a high chance it's not. If it yeah. seems planned and whatnot, there's a high chance it might not be planned also. Mm. I think with regards to film and media, I remember uh, as I spent more and more time in this industry, I came across more and more examples of directors themselves when asked, how did they get this wonderful shot of this sunset, you know, just as the sun was going down, a final mm. final shot, how do you get this? And the simple answer, instead of all those people who speculated, oh, you know, they planned, they waited, they're like, yeah, we were running out of time, the battery was dying, mm. this was our last shot, we put it there and we got it. Mm, 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 mm. It's like, you know, when we study literature in secondary school? Yeah. It well, always well. is about, oh, what the writer meant, yeah. what the writer did, but who knows what the fuck the writer was thinking about, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we, we read a lot more intent into people's actions than they actually were, right? Yeah, in, which in some way is interesting that that both our stories today involve people in the tech world, mm. uh, which does get a lot of buzz, which does have things go viral quite often, um, is full of smart people, and yeah. it just feels like, wow, here are two individuals who potentially know the game so well that they're just having fun with it. La. Yeah, yeah. And whether whether it's true or not, it's, it's, it's up to you to, to decide. La. But I think like Harish said, always must do the sniff test. La. Just go and... Go and Google one or two sites. Go and read up about it. Because, uh, yeah, there's a new scam every single day. You know, that, mm. and then um, I was just having a conversation with someone. It's like, yeah, la, the, the thing about cryptocurrency, for example, now is just at the right level of like, it's just too hard for the layman to understand. You know, but but mm. but it's not difficult to get into it. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's and it's almost like entertainment, like gambling already, la, you know? Um, so mm. it's just it's just that much our reach of the layperson to understand. So there's definitely be there'll be gaps in your knowledge that are not easily filled, even by talking to smart people around you and all that. Uh. Um, yeah, and and, yeah. and because but it's still so easy to go in, to get into it that uh, yeah it, it will be it, it, you can get addicted to it lo, to the 
to it, like how gambling works as well, of like, your brain and all. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be careful. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like it's now just this past year there was the most recent one that Envy company. Mm. Then last year the Newcastle thing. Mm. Then, uh, yeah, I just feel this. This is probably happening a lot and. Mm slowly they are being uncovered but even around you right i'm mm. pretty sure right everyone listening in your circle of like i don't know 10 or 20 friends there's one fucker doing something shady yeah, yeah you're talking about your your crypto your crypto friend i know right no no, no. <laughs> i think anyone listening to this podcast anyone in singapore maybe 30 plus 40 with your friends working and all yeah. if you count like the 20 people maybe 20 people yeah. around you uh, no, who you see relatively often? You're right. You're like right. One fucker, like one yeah. fucker doing something. You're right. You're right. I know. I know someone who, like, I haven't seen in a while. Now suddenly he's a, he's a cryptocurrency advisor and all that la. So But I'm like, not saying cryptocurrency advisor immediately means something fucked up. I'm just saying that it could be in any industry because I also know that in crypto there's a lot of interesting stuff being done by good people. Yeah. So don't make that extrapolation right, and put words in my mouth. Right. In fact, in fact, uh, we are thinking of talking to someone. Uh, in the finance field as well, right? Correct, correct, yeah. About this. And, and I, I do want to ask more questions and dig a little deeper and literally ask, like, how do I differentiate a scam from something that's not a scam like, in your field, mm, right? Mm, mm. So that would be quite yeah, exciting. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. So, so I guess it's it's just the main thing, uh, like, have some pofma in your life, man. <laughs> Everybody needs a little pofma. Everybody needs a little pofma. Yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah. So on to our next segment, which is your one short comment of the week. I think you know which one's mine. So yeah. I'll let you go first, huh? Yeah. No, why don't you go first? Because uh, I think, like, I'm like I defaulted to that. But yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm just looking at the other comments on the on the Reddit, so you can talk about that first. Yeah, sure. Um, so this was something, a comment that came in. Uh, I think just is it today? I believe. Um. And uh, it was actually um, from Socking Scissors. Uh, mm. it's, it was titled Through the Darkest of Times. Uh. So it's, it's, mm. it's quite, a, it sounds a bit more ominous than our usual, the usual content on our subreddit. Uh. But uh, I think Socking Scissors just mentioned that on 12 May, uh, his or her dog passed away. And on the way to her dog's, the, to, to the dog's cremation, uh, Salking Scissors was listening to episode 157 where I mentioned the part where I was at East Coast with my dogs and had an unpleasant encounter with a cyclist a spandex wearing villain uh. um, mm. and then yeah Salking Scissors just said it hit me hard because uh, yeah you know he or she realised that he won't have the chance to bring the dog out on such activities anymore And it, but it also brought comfort knowing that there are fellow dog lovers out there like Terrence and so there was a bit of sweet, sweet feeling in the heart. And uh, and uh, yeah, they, they said, although the topic has no correlation with what the person was going through, it's just, they're just very happy that it just accompanied, that the podcast accompanied this person through a very difficult time in their life. And uh, they say, yeah, they, they have no real reason for making this comment except to let us know that this podcast is more than just a podcast with a touch of humor. Wow. Holy Damn, shit, man. Holy man. shit. I tell you, when I saw this comment, I merely screenshot it and sent it over to Harish. Because I was like, wow, Yeah, I know, I know. This is like, this is why we do it, right? This is why we, we do what we do. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it's 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 printed out and framed already. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, sorry about the dog and all, but uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 a community where where we're building here, and uh, yeah, it's good that you know you you share with us the issues that you care about, and we also know that there are the people out there like me who you know care a lot about dogs and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that that definitely affects the the kind of things we talk about, and we're super proud that we that you chose us to, you know, accompany you on, on some of the, the most difficult times of your life or so. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes, like, there, there, there are times when it's late and we need to record a podcast and, like, yeah, like, I think it's comments like that that do give a little ball of, like, okay, guys, you got to keep doing this, man. Yeah. You got to keep doing this. I mean, it's literally, like, yeah, almost one in the morning right now, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, but, correct. But, uh, yeah, correct. It's, it's, these kind of things really motivate us to, like you know, we we just just feeling that there's a community of people out there that look forward to this, lah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, about my one show comment is something that actually was posted, uh, like two and a half weeks ago, mm. which I wanted to highlight at some point, but I don't think I have. It's uh posted by adventurous underscore ad underscore five five three three, and basically it was a new thread. It was just um, a funny thought on uh, that made fun of my apparent obsession with the Subaru Challenge. La. <laughs> yes. It was called Best Way to Shit on Harisha's Greatest Achievement. <laughs> um, and and this person suggested that we have an episode dedicated to the Subaru Challenge where I come in second place mm. and talk about everything about my experience and then boom, halfway <laughs> through, invite on a guest, which is the guy who actually won. La. And technically, if Terrence wanted to do it, he could because... The guy who won added Terrence as a friend. Yes. I don't know yes. why on yeah. Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. No, he yeah. added me because, so, I mean, the long story is that uh, I think on the first night or Halloween night or something like that, I went to visit. You came to visit, yeah. After like a Halloween party at Zook or something like that, I went to visit yeah, you Harish. Were wearing, yeah. You were wearing what costume? Uh? What were you wearing? Uh, uh, no, no, no. The cookie, the cookie Monster. The cookie Monster. Cookie Monster, yeah, which was yeah, very popular. It was very, very, very popular at Zook, by the way. Uh, did you get any? Did you get any numbers or anything as a result of that? No la, But a lot of a lot of people wanted. Fucking, you got friend zone lah. Yeah, you got friend zone. You got friend zone on. You got friend zone on Halloween hello. with your fucking Cookie hello. Monster costume. Do you take selfies? Do you take selfies the, with, with friends? Or not? Uh yeah, but selfies then what? You go back and keep for your like uh you no, know you print out and them, put on your wall. It's for their it? good memories, you know. Yeah, fuck then, like, off lah. Okay. Oh I my bet, god, this guy, this guy has no, a podcast that I listen to. No, I bet, I bet if there was a magical genie who appeared saying, "Terence, you can take hundred selfies with the most attractive people in this club," <laughs> or you got this one person you can take home and just like have a good time. Yeah. You honestly tell me, you would say, you know what? I think I can deliver more value to these hundred people with their selfies than one lustful night with the girl of my dreams. No, I I wanted to deliver like uh, happiness fuck to people. Okay, just that's the same reason <laughs> that I also came to visit you after that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because you didn't get late. That's that's because yeah. you didn't. By the way, the point is after that we I went to visit Harish. I think he was there as well, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it was, was just there. I mean it was just funny. He he probably just thought oh it's, it's quite funny that. Harish has like you know people who because it was like I was the only uh, person visiting anyone at that point in time so it was like dead quiet then I was like hey Harish yeah 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 
and then, then, then I think you enjoyed the limelight for a little bit, lah, right? Everyone's like, oh, who's mm, the popular did, guy? Who's the popular guy? I did. And and yeah. I must give kudos to Terence to coming to visit me, lah. Mm. Uh, I don't know if your friends were willing to come, but I knew you came to support, and and that was that, that was much appreciated, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what else will you be doing after going to Zoom on Halloween night? Lah, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> so I just thought, yeah, I just thought this was a funny comment because yeah it's just a funny idea and people were engaging with it which is fucking great man mm-hmm. correct it's yeah a, so but yeah super challenge uh, maybe one day one day one day yeah uh. mm-hmm. one day one day but yeah that was our one show comments of the yeah. of the past few days and now it's the one show thing of the past few days yeah uh, what is so, my one yeah, show thing is, is right your, now uh, it's kind of uh, two show things uh, because I, I just feel like it's that time of the year uh, basically, the Premier League is is nearing its close, mm. and there are like um three to four different clubs fighting for the Champions League spots. Uh, and in the in a few minutes, I think Liverpool is going to face Manchester United, which uh oh really? Which will, yeah, it will go. I think it will go quite far in determining whether Liverpool can end up in fourth position next year, lah. Uh, oh shit! So yeah, and this is the match that was postponed from like two weeks ago because of a there was a pitch invasion at Manchester United and all uh. Yeah. So so, yeah. so there's been a lot of hoo ha about why why all Manchester United's matches are put so close together and you know a lot of conspiracy theories about because they're trying to help Liverpool and stuff like that lah. Um. Mm. But uh, obviously, I mean, I don't know. I I don't care. I just want to watch. I I just enjoy this like towards the end of the season. People like scrambling to like you know. Like get as many points as possible and win and, 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 and just qualify for Champions League and all that. It's actually much more fun than the actual title race itself. Uh, unless, oh, really, yeah. unless it's like unless it's like neck and neck to the end, which it was for you know, when remember Man City and Man U all those years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, so the other on the other flip side of things in the US, um in in the NBA, uh they this year they're introducing because it's a shorter season, it's seventy two games versus eighty two games, they are introducing a play in tournament where rather than just like the top eight seats go into the playoffs, the top six seats go into the playoffs, but the final two spots will be uh will be played for in a tournament uh between the seven the seven, eight seven, eight, ninth and tenth seats. Uh. So um mm. So basically, right now, there is a there's even a chance that LeBron James might actually be part of that playing tournament alongside Steph Curry and the and the Warriors. So it's a, mm. I mean, it's, it, although a playing tournament is essentially you have to win two out of three la. You have to basically win, uh, yeah, two out of three, two out of three matches la. Uh, so even at the bottom, you know, the seven and eight seat. There's a bit of intrigue going on there as well, so so I really enjoy it when when the every every when, when it's so competitive like that like, where everyone's scrambling to to try and make it just to make it to the final tournament. Like. So 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 I mean you're just excited by the 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 climax of all these different leagues, like. Yeah yeah yeah, and, and and just like, I mean because COVID has fucked up everything right in terms of like no visitor no attendance no crowds nothing. So so it's just yeah. a very different. I mean, this is this is the start of a very different era for 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 spectator sports, already. Yeah. So, I mean, in, interesting in to see sense, how like, it ends. Yeah. Like even th- I think there's some like I just saw some articles about teams that are in their final 
stages of their Olympics preparation. Like the Olympics, mm. as of now, is still going on, right? Supposedly, lah. Yeah, supposedly. But how to? Yeah, it's still it's going on. The big question it's is how to. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So, yeah. so it is a it is a interesting time for spectator sports. Yeah. So that's my one short thing. Um. What about you? Yeah, I mean, speaking of spectator sports, I recently came across this uh, this YouTube series um, uh, uh, called "When Football Becomes Art," mm. um, and it's done by this channel that is called AS Comps Dash Match Compilations, and mm. they they always have compilations of players and all. Um, okay. Like there's an Andres Iniesta, like Cristiano Ronaldo. Dibala okay. and all that, and but the way they cut it, it's almost like a very soothing watch, because sometimes compilation videos, you know, they soothing. put te- techno music and blah blah, and it's very like amp up and all. But this one, they slow it down and they really make it like an art piece, like And and whenever I feel like okay, I just want to zone out and watch something therapeutic, it's fucking great, lah. I love it, lah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's a series called When Football Becomes Art. Wow, powerful. And it is. It is cool, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. Cool. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. We're at the end of the podcast. Funny we're talking end about of the sports. Uh, like late into the night. Uh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Although the, although the instinct is to sleep, but talking about sports is exciting. Uh. Yeah, man. But yeah, that's, that's the end of this podcast. If you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you could, could just introduce this podcast to at least one person uh, who may or may not have heard of us. You know, our Reddit continues to grow. Our li- li- listenership continues to grow. So please mm. help keep that going. And subscribe to our YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct, correct, correct. Yalla uh, Just look it up. Yalla Cool. All right, cool, man. Peace.